today on CityCast Salt Lake. Welcome to your weekend, friends. It's Friday, and we're rounding up the news you might have missed this week in Salt Lake City. Former journalist and disability advocate Shelby Hinsey is here to help me make sense of it all. It's Friday, June 10th, 2022. I'm Ali Bayartin. This is CityCast Salt Lake. Hey, Shelby. Welcome back to CityCast Salt Lake. Hello. Happy to be here. My favorite part of the week. Friday. For so many reasons. It's like therapy coming on here and it's way cheaper. (laughs) I'm here for you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, You and I, of course, are going to round up some of the stories that folks might have missed this week because there have been just so many headlines nationally, I think, that we've been a little bit inundated. And I do want to say I live in an apartment and the folks above me are sanding their floors and it is what it is. I'm going to talk as close to the mic as possible. But if you're listening and you're hearing that, I apologize. Um, Apartment living, city living. (laughs) None of us can buy a house. That's right. This none of us can afford a house. So we all live together. I do like proximity to my neighbors, except when the one upstairs is playing the same um, song on his guitar for like three hours um, over and over again on Saturday. But it's fine. Everything's fine. Um, Okay, let's dive into some news this week. I will go first with something that's really on my mind and my heart. So last week we talked about the new ruling in the Zane James case. So for anyone who might not know, Zane James was an 18-year-old who was hit by a police officer's car. A police officer hit him with his car and then shot him twice and killed him. Mm -hmm. We got a new ruling from the DA two weeks ago now that that the use of force was unjustified. But this week, his father, Aaron James, was in court because during a protest um, as part of sort of the summer of 2020 protests against police violence, there was a protest in Cottonwood Heights. His father and his brother, Aaron James and Gabe James, were there and cops got pretty like aggressive and violent at that protest. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, of course, the same protest where former Cottonwood Heights Council member Tally Bruce was assaulted, I think, um, Mm -hmm. by an officer. She's no longer on the council. Um, But we all saw the photos of her black eye. So the charges that Aaron James was facing from that protest were assault of an officer, interfering with an arrest, and walking in a roadway. And he was found not guilty of assault of an officer yesterday. He was or two days ago, he was found guilty of interfering with an arrest and guilty of walking in a roadway. He faces a seven hundred and fifty dollar fine and probation until the fine is paid. Um, And I just like. I mean, I personally feel like my initial reaction when I saw that was, thank God he was not charged with assaulting an officer because Mm -hmm. I, I can't even like the rage would be truly bubbling over as if it isn't already. But like, this is a grieving parent whose child was taken from them by the state, sensibly. Right. And they are being charged with walking in a roadway as part of a protest, as part of a movement that they are now part of 
that they didn't ask to be part of, but they're now part of because they lost a child. And it just feels so enraging. And yeah, I'm I I like I I can't imagine being a member of that family and not being just like so I I don't know. I think we're all just angry. Absolutely. And I don't know. I look at that, too. And I'm just like, is this the best use of our time and resources? Um, Completely. Like it, and and I think um, if you want to like take the scope of this out nationally, you know the the mom in Uvalde who ran in to the school and got her kids out after being handcuffed, um, mm-hmm. she's on probation and um, for a, a previous offense, and mm-hmm. police have been threatening her to stop talking to the media, and mm-hmm. and it's just this like next layer of intimidation and yeah, it's just so frustrating. It's like, you don't get to have it both ways. Sorry. Right. Right. You know, when we think about our criminal justice system, it's like, this is not criminal justice. There is no justice being served here. Exactly. This is litigation as a means of messaging and litigation as a means of distraction from the real issue. I think a lot of people really see that and feel that and are outraged. And I'm one of them. So Zane's brother, Gabe, also has um, a case and it's yet to be heard, but um, we'll certainly let you um, who are he, listening. Was he charged with assaulting an officer also? I'm, I, I believe so, okay. but don't quote me on it. Yeah. I would have to look up those charges, yeah. but I imagine but they're very way, similar. They're yeah. Ridiculous. It's going to be the protesty stuff. It's going right. to be walking in a roadway. It's going to be resisting arrest. It's going to be that same sort of like messaging of, you know. Right. right. You, so we'll share when we get the the results of that case. But um, I think that we should all just be like this. This family has been relentless in advocating for justice for Zane. And we should all keep saying his name. Yeah. And their names. and. Yeah, it's heartbreaking, but that's our city, and that's I. Well, I think that's our that's our country at this mm-hmm. point too. This is, yeah, it's uh, we're seeing this everywhere, and I don't know what the answer is. Well, I mean, I know what the answer is, but um, <laughs> are we willing to do what it takes? I don't think so. Yeah, I'm not feeling optimistic today, but there are days where I'm feeling it. Yes. What's on your mind, Shelby? What else? What um, else is up this week? You know, it's just the ever-present COVID. Oh, um, yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah. You know, it's been two and a half years, right? Almost at this point. <sighs> um, so numbers are going up. We're not seeing a huge increase in hospitalizations, which is good. Mm-hmm. But I think, and I think a lot of people that are getting it now are people who are vaccinated so they're getting you know less severe yep um cases but there's two things that i'm just very frustrated about Hmm. well i mean there's a lot of things but (laughs) two things specifically we don't really know what the numbers are because so many people are testing at home which is awesome Mm -hmm. um but there's no mechanism really to easily report like hey i have covid unless you go to your doctor 
Right. There's no Google form. Right. Um, people that are getting sick are people that are vaccinated and have, you know, kind of avoided it to this point. And it's because we've loosened other restrictions. Mm-hmm. So we're asking vaccines to protect us entirely when we know that you need vaccines, masks, you need doing more outdoor events, you need to be limiting those events. It's not, it's not worth the risk mm-hmm. um, for me. And then, and then the last thing I think is people just don't realize and haven't been taking seriously the long-term impacts of COVID. I got sick in February, 2020. So just pre-COVID, and I don't know if it was COVID or another virus, but I was so miserable for like eight months. Mm -hmm. Um, I kept having to like go to the emergency room because my heart was racing. And I'm like, am I dying? It was miserable. And and, and maybe you'll escape unscathed, Mm -hmm. but maybe you won't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, long COVID is... Scary. I feel like everyone I know is getting it right now. Um, our newsletter writer, Madeline, has it and she feels awful. Like it's yeah. awful. So, yeah, I mean, I think like in summary, maybe put your mask back on, especially yes. if you're in close quarters, like trains, right. planes, automobiles, like, you know, if you're at the park or whatever. But like if you're going to be sitting next to someone for a sustained amount of time. Right. Maybe put your mask on. If you're going to a movie, if you're going to church, if you're going to a concert or a play or... Right. And I don't like wearing masks. Like, it's very uncomfortable and very difficult for me. But I do it. Right. Yeah. There's my subtweet. That's it. That's the tweet. Okay. Speaking of tweets... Oh, goodness. (laughs) I just want to say... Governor Cox is being petty on Instagram. And here's why I feel like that's news. Because he doesn't have to be. Oh, right. And and I am just like, okay, I'm gonna read, I'm gonna read the statement. Governor Cox on Instagram a day ago. Quote, we appreciate that the Biden administration has recognized Utah as the best economy in the nation. Go us, right? That could be the, that could also just like be the whole tweet. Right. However, that success is in spite of, not because of, the president's flawed policies that continue to fuel hyperinflation. Full credit for the state's economic strength rests on the resilience, ingenuity, and hard work of Utahns. End quote. I have so many. Why did you need to say that? Like, I know why, right? But it's also just like, first of all, the people that are skewering him in the comments mm-hmm. are not Biden supporters. Right. They're people being like, nice try, but we still see that you're a rhino, a Republican in name only. Or like, you don't, you'll you never fully support President Trump. Like, it's, it's people who are like, this isn't enough. Those are the people that are not loving it. Yep. And I'm just like, Governor Cox... Why this message? Let me fix this tweet for you. We appreciate that the Biden administration has recognized Utah as the best economy in the nation. 
Utahns Against Hunger reports that 12% of Utahns are facing food insecurity. Mm. We are marching forward with plans to right that wrong and like take what we've learned and build a better economy that actually works for everyone. Like, yeah, it could that could be the tweet. It could be like, thank you. There's still work to be done. I'm showing leadership. But instead, it's so petty. I just, I just well, and I love I do love some of the responses, too, that are like, oh, so what about all that federal money that Utah took? <laughs> Um, and I, you know, I, I know the governor, I think he's a good person, but I have noticed this and mm-hmm. it also just doesn't feel like authentic to me. I'm like, no. it almost feels, I'm like, did somebody who, who wrote this for you? Right. Um, isn't the and, theme of your whole administration one Utah? Isn't the theme right. of your whole administration been unity and baking cookies for like, I just, it's so... <laughs> It's like it makes me laugh because I'm just like it's so it's that thing yeah. where you see someone winning and then they like blow the victory and you're like oh, right. what you, you had it you were you had you, the win we were all rooting for you yeah like exactly like this is a win and you turned it into like kind of a petty loss and I hate that for. Yeah. And all of us. And and I so. will say, too, you know, it's it's been frustrating for me during COVID, too, to like this, like Utah exceptionalism. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, yeah, because a lot of the, the reasons why we've like escaped a lot of issues that other places have had is demographics. It's pure luck mm-hmm. um, and maybe racist policy as well. Um, mm-hmm. But we have a lot of younger people. We have, um, you know, lower populations than some places of people of color. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all of these kinds of things. We have, you know, the tech industry. That's a that's a luck thing. That right. Um, so you know, I've just been so a little annoyed with some of this exceptionalism. I'm like, yeah, this is great, but a lot of it is just we got really, really lucky. Mm-hmm. And it's not because we necessarily did anything right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Last thing. You take it. Quinn Snyder. What's up this week? Quinn Snyder. (laughs) I did not expect you to come in with a sports thing. Uh, Tell me more. Me either. Um, Well, this is about as far as from sports we're going to get because I just am sad because I think he's so handsome um Mm -hmm. and i just want to see there's something about like angry coaches like angry coach taylor and angry quinn snyder i'm like Mm. yeah that does it for me Um, i'm sorry when you say coach taylor are you talking about fictional coach taylor from the tv series friday night lights okay absolutely (laughs) Um, i love them as a side by side (laughs) we're gonna get hate mail from fans you know what? I don't care. I'm sure he's really good at his job. I just think he's handsome. Um, and I appreciate his passion for the mm-hmm. game. There you go. Um, and then mm-hmm. the other thing is I follow Alex Jensen's wife on social media and have for a long time. Alex Jensen is one of the assistant coaches. And okay. I love their little family. And so I just want him to be the coach. I don't know anything about uh 
basketball other than I want good things for their cute little family. And yeah. So, so there's my, there's my sports take. I Um, mean, take note. (laughs) I I hope, I hope all of the executives are listening. um, Mm -hmm. Because I have, you know, obviously very informed opinions about this. I somehow have ended up on Jazz Twitter, Mm -hmm. despite not knowing anything or really caring to know anything. Yeah. So, yeah, I am not following this at all, but I do think that I have accidentally ended up on Jazz Twitter recently because um, there's just been so much drama. I like follow the drama. I'm like a bloodhound. I'm just like somehow end up on corners of Twitter where like people are <laughs> in, in petty fights. I have ended up in some of the some of the like weirdest like I'm like, I should not. And I'm like, how did I end up here? Mm-hmm. What what did I do to get here? But I think it's the same. It's the drama. It's the gossip. Give it to me. Yeah, I want it. Okay. The last thing I will say that's really struck me this week is we got news from Tony Semrad in the Salt Lake Tribune that Western Garden Center is closing and it's going to become apartments because that is the Utah way. Um, but... If you've never been to Western Garden Center, you have a couple more seasons, according to the article and the owners, to go there before they close. It is right on, what is that? That's 6th East, across the street from the Trolley Square entrance, the Trolley Square back entrance. Like the the Pottery Barn entrance. Exactly. That's how I remember it. (laughs) Yep, the Pottery Barn entrance. And it's this garden center so it's like they sell soil they sell um shovels and fertilizer and whatever and they have also like a plant area where like they sell plants but the the first time I went in there I went in to buy some a bag of soil and I was kind of walking around and I saw this woman pushing this cart full of beverages and she pushed it through these giant doors in the side of the shop. And when they opened, it revealed a full wedding was taking place. (laughs) And they've got this like on the side of the garden center, they've got this like full wedding venue. Yep. And it's not what you would think if I tell you it's a garden center wedding venue. It's an indoor wedding venue. And it actually looks like a church, like it's got pews and like a little stage. Anyway, it is such a unique and sort of strange and hidden little place in this city and it's going to be gone soon so go check it out take advantage of being able to go down there and like poke your head in and watch someone else's wedding while you're buying soil honestly one of, time. My, one of my goals is always to like crush a wedding i want to be in the i want the opportunity to crush a wedding mm-hmm. um so yeah that's a great place to do it just go yeah. dressed up with this and take a little gift and a card that says like thanks for letting me crush your wedding here's $25 to Target yeah or Western Garden Center uh, there you go yeah to get your plants for your new life Uh uh-huh so great such a such a gem I mean look we need housing. Yep. And this is what that's going to look like. It's going to look like people that have been business for 73 years saying, you know what? We'll take the money. We're going to retire. We're going to take the money. We're going to buy a Winnebago and head down to Arizona. And but I, like, I, can't, I can't blame them. Like, no. And yeah, we need the housing. 
I wish it would be condos. I wish we would be building more condos than mm-hmm. apartments. Um, yeah. And and I wish we would just build these on um, golf courses instead of cool businesses. But right. Or someone else's home in on the right. west side. Um, but, yeah. But nobody asked me. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to get on the zoning and planning commission. Oh, gosh. I would be a monster. I would love that <laughs> so much. They would hate me. I we'll talk about it offline. Okay. I have some ideas. Okay. <laughs> Shelby, it's been so great to spend time with you. It always is. Happy Friday. Happy have a great Friday. weekend. Thank you. You too. A little news before we go. Today is our newsletter editor, Madeline McGill's last day with CityCast. She's off to build her own communications firm, and I know she's going to crush it. If you don't know, Madeline and I have been friends for a while, and she answered the call to create a daily newsletter companion to this show that is bursting with heart and soul. We will all miss her and waking up to her daily guidebook for life in this city. Our CityCast team is super close to onboarding our new newsletter writer, but we're not quite there yet. Starting next week, the newsletter will include special guest features from a wonderful friend of the show. I will leave you in anticipation. But what's important today is that we love you, Madeline. We'll see you out and about in these streets and hopefully back on this podcast again soon. Thank you for helping us feel more connected to this place and to each other. all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Our lead producer is Nick Steffens and our producer is Diane Majpinto. Thank you to guest producer Carlyon Jones. Our newsletter editor has been the incomparable Madeline McGill and our host is me, Ali Vallarta. Music is by the local band Mitochondria. We'll be back Monday morning with more news from around this city. Bye. Now they're sanding again. (sighs) Okay, all right.